0: And welcome back to another episode of New Wakanda. This is Dejan Sneed, joined by my co-host, Tylen Kell. What's up? Yeah, and we are halfway through the year, and a little bit more, into 2020, and figuring out what's the, well, not only what's going on, but we figured we'd make this show here about, uh, creatively, what have we pivoted towards, or what new thing have we tried in the face of all the uncertainty that's happened, not only creatively, but just in our lives as well. So, first of all, Talyn, how are you doing? Shit.
1: Um, <laughs> I keep saying, like, this, alright, every time somebody asks me how I'm doing, and I ask somebody how they're doing, like, especially if they're black, I'm like, alright, we, we can just take a pact that we're not going to ask each other how we doing anymore because we all know that all of us are in like this super duper survival mode because ain't that's none right. of us rich like...
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs> that is true now so I, I think the how you doing versus the how you holding up it might be a little bit more closer to that I think we all in the foxhole on on this particular one Yeah. so it's the uh, yeah like you said none of us are okay none of us are um no, is it, none of this is normal so i agree to that but i feel like it's all it is it is obligatory you do have to at least you know figure out the way to check in uh on your strong black friend or just your person just anybody at this stage um everybody needs to be checked in on if you yes. hear from somebody in a couple of days it's a serious thing i think so but you know to that end as best you can uh i'm hoping that you're holding up well
1: i mean Again, doing
0: the best as we can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, so we wanted to follow up our, our last show, which again I thought was honestly one of our best. So much change uh, from when we had that one show up until now. Uh, of course, uh, we're here in Atlanta and Richard Brooks, and and that tragedy happened just as soon as we finished recording. So it's, you know, it's exponentially different uh, here in Atlanta because of it. And obviously they had a a nationwide resonance as well. And so, again, I think if we start on that, it's going to be the the same show again. And it's not that we don't want to talk on that because that is important. Um, But at the same time, I feel like I almost don't want to curse it and say, as soon as we talk about this, then, you know, we already got federal agents marching through national cities. I, I don't want to have this uh these horrible conversations superseded by well as soon as they finish saying that the next worst thing happened yeah so so we're gonna break that cycle and, and just say yeah it's it, it's bad out there and you know so all we can do is right now is make our art and try our best to survive uh the insanity until then so that's kind of where we are with this show here now of obviously watch and, I mean, it's a good segue. What's been working in the past ain't working in the future. And that goes to so for so many things, whether that's politically, socially, emotionally. There's a lot of stuff that I think the way we used to do stuff is not going to be the way that it's going to be going forward. So just like we have to, and I realize, we have to adapt in our creative lives. So I wanted to take a minute and us kind of share what kind of pivot or change. We look at it from a business standpoint. That's the word now, right? What's your pivot? Meaning, you know, how did you change complete direction from what you were doing to where you want to go? So I pose that question: if that's been something that we've done over the past few months into uh, into the crisis, and how that experience been, and how does that new direction, if there if there is one, how does that look for you as a creator and as a Black person? So think. If we have again, I think any of those we could unpack into a lot of stuff. So I know that's uh, it's gonna be difficult to uh, to really do all of those the way that we want, but again, I figured we'd at least give it a try. So I will, I'll ask you to the uh, that question then you know, what have you had any creative pivots in your in your way that you approach your creative work? You know.
1: 2020 was going to be a, a, a year where i was going to pivot anyway like that was already in the books i had done the oh we're going to go on out and put ourselves out there we're going to talk we're going to volunteer for all kinds of stuff we're going to be in all of these spaces you know 2018 it was like do it more 2019 it was like do it even bigger and better and you know crashed and burned and <laughs> The second half of 2019 is a blur. Like, I'm just, I don't remember half the stuff I did because I was exhausted. And 2020 was supposed to be the recovery year. And the pandemic is assisting with that because there ain't nowhere to go. <laughs> like, there's no events. But, um, I-, I didn't want it like this. I didn't want it to be like this. So, um, because it's still extremely stressful it's still very scary and the thing the biggest thing for me has been and this has been an ongoing pivot from the moment i started doing talks and being more public and stuff is recognizing that we literally feast on an endless stream of like trauma and what role do i want to play in that narrative how much of that do i want to be a part of my narrative and what things am i going to do to heal from that narrative or during that narrative as well as i can and i just hit a point now where i'm like i physically can't take on any more emotional stress i can't it's it's i'm having actual really bad physical responses to it and so i have to take more care of myself and be more you know um protective of my space and the information i'm taking in as well as what i'm putting out and so now i'm like okay i just want to be pretty and just do pretty stuff and like just art and not i'm not drawing but it's it's like i'm i'm actively building a cosplay now um And I kept saying fiction writing, I'm still trying to figure out where my legs are going to be in that Because every story I tried to write was going to be dark And I didn't want to write a dark story (laughs) That's where my heart is, but I don't want it to be there I need for it to be in a different spot So, um, right now the pivot is How do I build externally the kind of Safety, safe environment that I was actually trying to build in geek spaces but just now for myself as well as online because now online is where most interactions happening these days so it's not really a business pivot but it's it's just a pivot as far as what energy do I want to put out into the world so
0: yeah now to that uh for your Online presence. Have you did any anything that uh, again? I mean, I follow it, but it's again, for our audience, uh, have you found any new audiences because everybody's online? You know, has it been easier to interact, or has the slosh of was online simply not being good enough to raise the to kind of raise the standard of of where you are with your work?
1: it's it's interesting that you say that so because i occupy a lot of different spaces like i'm in social justice spaces i'm in geek spaces i'm in black creator spaces and while they all have similar types of fields and so forth they also have different agendas like black creator spaces are where can i get my work out how can i sell my stuff how can i you know promote my stuff activist spaces are we have our causes but then there's also a part of it that is self-care is a form of activism pleasure is a form of activism and so i've been really embracing that part of the activist space because it's real easy to burn out it doesn't take long um and then the geek space the geek space is just an interesting space because i think this year it's starting To come to terms with its toxicity better or at least more directly and you're seeing, at least I am, seeing more people calling out the different things that are happening online or at least that have been happening at Geek Spaces for years but everyone ignored. So that's been an interesting thing to kind of witness and but my presence in that, minimal like i've been approached to do virtual panels and stuff at multiple events and i'm constantly like nah like nah the one event i'm doing is because the person didn't really ask me they just assumed i was and i was like fuck it i'll let it ride (laughs) everybody who's asked me i've said no so yeah
0: no what's your point uh, Self care as uh, as your as own, as advocacy and resistance I mean, definitely is a I think a sound strategy to at least keep yourself you know motivated and at least keep yourself moving in 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 the directions that you want to go and and at least for my side of that yeah it's been a, a lot of co- more conversations but I don't know that. It's, it's a quantity of conversations, and it's not to say that the quality isn't there, but I don't know that, you know, prior to maybe like a couple of things I've tried to my proactively do myself, that it's really changed or adjusted a lot of, of my creativity. And I say all that to say, I mean, I think I'm checking on more people and, and trying to reach out and be connected with more people, but I think it is more that survival mode. How are you doing? You know, I'm. I'm okay if you're okay and let's just check back in each other in a week and see how it is. Um, I think because at least for me, like I don't have the concentration that I used to have. Like it's so much other things that are on my mind right now. You know, every day feels like a, a midlife crisis renewed. And it's the idea of the last thing I'm thinking of is sitting down and, and writing a fantasy comic. Uh, and then likewise for my collaborators when I work on stuff, when I'm having a good day, it seems like they're not having a good day. So when you're trying to work collaboratively with other artists, and I feel like as artists and as creatives, you know, empathy and emotion and passion and frustration—I mean, all of that mixes into the same well that we draw from to to draw uh, draw from to have to be creative the way that we are. Um, I feel like any part of that that comes across on one simply just resonates through the rest of us. So where if I reach out and my artist is not having a good day, then I feel like all my energy is really given to trying to bring them up or vice versa. Someone reaches out and I'm not having a good day. So we're really not getting a lot accomplished in that sense. And again, I'm fine to give myself and anybody permission that, you know, this is not the time to say you wrote your magnum opus, right? You don't have to say, well, you had six months at home. Why didn't you write three books? Or, you know, that I'm, I was on that bandwagon to start, but now I'm in the, I'm I'm just trying to still be here next week, bandwagon. So to that, I'm just like, you know what? it It's okay if, um, if we don't have that, you know, that the same way I'm trying to give myself permission to, uh, to be okay with that, I'm trying to do that for others. And so the conversations, yeah, it feels, they feel repetitive because they are, but they're repetitive because they're important. It's, it is that how are you doing and how can we fix, you know, whatever the, the trauma of the day is or at least get past it. Cause we're not fixing it. You know, how can we, you know, is when bombs are going all around us and you know, how can we just get out of out of this great and into the next one? So yeah. I think that's been that that's been like my uh, my honest uh, feedback in in like the conversations, yeah. which I'm still happy to have and uh and expect that but i think that's just the way it's been for me in the short term
1: a lot of what i've found myself doing is a lot more giving Mm -hmm. um which is you know where people are making asks for you know monetary contributions and stuff if they need Mm -hmm. groceries if they need transportation whatever they just need some extra money and if i have it then i do a lot more of that just putting money directly in people's hands Mm -hmm. um And that's been a a huge help as far as at least feeling like I'm doing something since I'm not out in the streets, since I'm not protesting, you know, like, at first I was, like, contributing to bail funds, and then something happened with the Minnesota Bail Fund, I think it was Minnesota, yeah, it was, it was Minnesota Bail Fund, where they had, like, two million dollars, but they'd only, like, used, like, 200,000 of it, and everybody was like, well, where the hell is the rest of the money? right. So then that became a, yeah, y'all, what are y'all doing with these bail funds? So now if I see people saying, no, I need help with this, I need help with that. And that's what happens. You start tapping into these advocacy groups and activist groups. You speak you start seeing these direct requests for stuff. And I'm like, oh, you need help with your light bill? Okay, I got you. You need help, you know, getting this. You just want to get your hair done today? Okay, fine. I don't give a shit. Here, take some money. It makes me feel better. I don't have a problem with it. So that's a, that's become a big part of it. Um it's good. it it's it's a mixed bag. It's a very mixed bag. Um and I like like you, at first I was like, Yeah, people are gonna have all this time. Like I, I have more time to do some stuff around the house. Like I cook more and take pleasure in some of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but real talk, I'm I'm tired to have to deal with food multiple times a day, like that shit is whack.
0: Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. You know, it's different when you want to do it versus when you feel like you have to do it.
1: Yeah, I'm like, how many times we gotta eat today? I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. We don't have to eat no more. <laughs> um. So there's that. And actually, what's happened is like I've gone down to like two, one or two meals a day because I'm like I can't think about this more than that. Like I just can't. Um, oh yeah. But, yeah, the whole, I've, and I've stopped talking to people who were like, you should be creating this great project. I'm like, I, I know I'm fortunate because I'm still working full time, but that means I'm still working full time. That means, and now I'm in my house, so I don't even get to change the scenery to have the break from, <laughs> from you there know, you work to home. This is, this I do all of this shit here. So there are days I won't even come in here. Because I'm like, I don't feel like being bothered. But, you know, I have started playing with makeup a lot more. I have started dressing up a lot more just to be home. Just in the house, dressing up, and then taking pictures and having fun with that. It's, um... At first, I thought it was real silly and goofy, but... After a while, I was like, I feel good doing this shit. And there's nothing wrong with feeling good. It makes me feel nope. good about myself. So... No, we need it. Um, and that's what people were telling me, too. I was getting feedback, like, oh, it's great when I see something from you pop up. It's something that's usually fun and pretty or whatever. And it's not some tragedy and so that's another thing i've gotten away from like i used to constantly report on all the tragic stuff that was happening and i'm like i cannot it's non-stop and then i feel guilty that i'm not talking about it because it's important but i know it's happening but what it's doing to me is it's overwhelming and i i've reached my limit a while back it hurts like, it's, it hurts to constantly ingest this stuff and process it. I mean, you, you still are, but to consciously and then create conversations about it and use your platform, and then you feel the whole bunch of bullshit that's surrounding it, too, because, you know, people's anti-blackness starts polluting everything. So, yeah, for a self-care standpoint, I had to let all of that go. Yeah, and I've actually got my store up and running a little bit. So you know, I started doing a little bit of promotions with like with my stickers and stuff. So I've actually had to do shipments. Somebody actually bought a book off my site. Can you believe that shit?
0: Yeah, I can. Yeah, they, and uh, honestly, I, th- I think not only just because it's a black business, but again, I mean, you're you're an essayist. I mean, your stuff's collected. Your stuff's out in the world, not just. You know, on your own blog, you've been on television. You've got a lot of of good credits to to your work, and so I could believe that somebody bought your book.
1: This is the first time someone's ordered one off my site. They get it from Amazon, but they don't usually buy direct from me. So I was actually surprised right. by that. I have to get that out this week, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, a a fun run to. Uh, I don't know if you if you actually have to physically go to like the post office now, which is like. Uh, and uh, and I, I appreciate everything that somebody's doing, because they, they are essential workers, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, not in a stereotypical way. Like, it is, yeah, you, you talk about a meal, you might put to well pack your lunch if you're trying to do anything at a post office. And that's fair, because, again, they, everything's slow, methodical, and, um, yeah, but that's the stuff that's needed. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, be thankful you only got the, you know, I say not be thankful you only got the one, but it sounds like at least it'll be an easier time uh yeah. than anything at least um but yeah but i hope for more for that and that's good i mean that at least it shows as well that like you said somebody's going directly to you and your work versus that so i think that there's no thing. we are all online exponentially more uh but again what's the value that we're getting out of that i think it's like eating Eating like sugary cereal all the time. Like sure, it has some nutritional wheat or something in there somewhere, <laughs> but it's so much sugar and, <laughs> and globs of the stuff, you know, and and preservatives and everything else is just like yeah, you know, part of, of a complete breakfast. But you like it's not fifteen other things surrounded by it to make true. it complete, and we don't have it. <laughs>
1: now, mind you, I curate the fuck out of my feed. Like we know this. Like I people, <laughs> they say something out the way, and I'm like okay, I'm going to your page to see what you about and then I'm going to screenshot some <laughs> stuff and I'm going to delete you. And I keep it moving. Like, mm-hmm. I my feed is pretty clean. It it gets messed up when other people tag me in on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't do that because I'm not fighting with people. Like, my anxiety is not at a point where I can fight with people. I had somebody confront me about something today and I, I went into this whole heightened state of awareness for like an hour and I had to work myself through it because to figure out was i wrong what's going on here what's happening is there something i need to do how do i fix it is it something i can fix is it something i should fix and you know it it turns out it's something on their side (laughs) they have a problem with something i did it's not my problem and i'm not going to make it my problem but for an hour it was my problem and yeah i'm not i'm not interested in doing that like I'm not fighting with people online. I don't want to fight. I don't even play games where I fight no more. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I I That's run, run around an the island and sell shit and grow stuff. That's it. That's all I do in my video game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, what game is that again? It's, all, it's Let me not. Let me presume because you have a few that are like that. So uh, which game particularly? This
1: garden Paws. This is the one I've been okay. heavily playing. Right. Since November. Like if you went to my Twitch page. Like ninety five percent of the content is Garden Paul,
0: <laughs> right? And that's why, and again, that's why I figured it may you may still be on Garden Paul's. Uh,
1: well, they they updated uh, stuff. They put new stuff, and it's a whole new island. And they they keep updating the content. So I'm like, I got more stuff to do. Okay, great.
0: Now remind me of the Nintendo version of Garden Paul's. It's the. Uh, it's not I there. They,
1: there is the Nintendo well,
0: version, but you're thinking of the um right. Uh, and now it's going it's, out of my like head. It's like a stem, exactly. It just went out of my head. So I know, to your point, it is.
1: Everyone's playing it though.
0: Right. Animal Crossing. Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. That's there you what go. Is. So yeah. So at least from the name and kind of the general aesthetic, is that kind of the? It's kind of the same. They're similar. Well, similar. To extent, that's the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just couldn't think of the name of it, and I was like, I'm sure it's not. It's, it's not Animal Crossing. You're probably still on Garden Pals. That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to get with it. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. But yeah, but you need those kind of escapes. You know, you do. You definitely need some escapism, yeah. In this day and age, there's, you know, if your if your body can tolerate it, it <laughs> and it's legal in that sense. You know, you should you should uh, <laughs> enjoy whatever you can make. You know, I'm I'm, you know, uh, I I can't say hey, you don't know what's what's gonna be here, uh, next month. So, you know, might as well might as well uh, enjoy while you're here. Um, so I mean. Again, it's not like you've had some – at least you've got a – in your way, you're a self-prescribed therapy to, to kind of get through, and, and kind of that's been like a change for you. Uh, has there been any outlet for you that in particular has been, a, I guess, a new adventure or a new venture that you've tried to to bring yourself into? You,
1: you keep trying to bring this up. You keep. I know you I see you well, lead I, me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm leading you so I can lead me. And then and then that's it. You, you know, you that's can just the show.
1: you can just talk about your shit. You can just talk about your stuff. It's okay.
0: No, fair enough. You know, I figured you're you first, and then you know I come along. Well, okay, it. okay. Well, no worries. So then I'll talk about what I've been working on. So, uh, and the segue from where we were to where we are. Um, I think in trying to check on people and figuring out the way that we as creatives kind of work and work together or don't work together. Uh, like it's been a it's been a project of mine to try to figure out why can't we all kind of constantly consistently get our work out. You know, obviously finances is, is, is a part to that. And sometimes it is just something as simple as nobody's listening, or I don't think anyone's listening. Cause a lot of times when we do things online, it is just screaming into the wind. You're putting stuff out there and you're just hoping somebody's, you know, somebody's listening and not even that somebody's listening, but somebody's listening and you're, cohesive enough with your work that they may answer you back and so myself being in comics and working in animation and some other things I'm starting to figure out like what's the opportunity cost at this stage in life to do the things that I really want to do so like the past year has been especially with everyone's kind of listening to me on sorghum like it was a complete like falling down incident of trying to make this thing a television show when I didn't know how so it was a lot of learning at my expense in every sense of that word. And at the end of the day, it was it just ended up in this huge time that I can't recall 80% of what it was. And so my thought was, don't let me not go through that again, but let me try to put myself and other people in a position where they don't have to go through that again. And so there's been work that I've done, and from my imprint with Green County Creative, uh, over like the past couple of years, I've been working on a project called Subsume, and of course, Subsume means to stay included. And so, a lot of times we talk about diversity and inclusion. I mean, that's has been and, and it's having its heyday or having its uh, popularity contest now. Maybe not is its heyday, but um, it's it's a popular thing that's going on now. So, the idea of you know, where's our diverse person? Where's our include? Where's our included group? hey, here, you know, we want to say Black Lives Matter, but we're not going to do anything. We're just going to make sure we put that in our campaign. But once that, once you take down this banner, it's back to business. So I felt like it was like that before. And I think it's been exacerbated by COVID now. And as well as, you know, obviously the social unrest um, that we all are feeling. So my thought was, could I make a studio? or Could I make a group of us that could work together and kind of, do what we do best towards each other's project and so that's been me trying to work with a few mainly creators here in atlanta but still working with some folks that i would worked with before and uh mainly uh just try to say let's look at one project and we did that for about eight months and feel like we kind of worked all the kinks and th- things out and long and short we ended up launching an imprint and so my thought was you know, again, the world's on fire, so why not launch another business? And so the idea was, Subsum uh, became Subsum Media, and yeah, and so now we're going to start trying to make uh, comics together and other projects. And I say us—that'd uh, be myself, uh, Marco Lopez, uh, out of Florida—is a gentleman that's already Eisner-nominated, and he's he's well established in the in the independent comics industry. Uh, One of our our expats here, uh, Robert Jeffrey II, as a writer, and then Allison Whitmore in Los Angeles, who's a a film and television writer. Uh, All four of us decided, let's just make a writing room where we write and create and work towards our own stuff. And so I have a project that I designed uh, called Soul Nebula. It's basically black people in space. Uh, But the thing is, uh, a little bit more succinct to that, it's about... same oppressions that we have right now what if all that oppression or most of that oppression got on a spaceship and left and then it came back and you know because it somewhere else it tried to oppress people and they got ran back and so it's uh, basically a recolonization of earth by the same people who colonized majorities of the earth 400 years ago so it's very much a parallel of uh, of the reconstruction era of between uh in, Amer- in the Americas, between black uh, blacks and whites, but set in a space opera thing So, in between that, of course, you know we have the people of color that got left behind with nothing and had to make a, a different way or make their own way based on the abilities they did and didn't have. And so then we have the the people called the Pilgrims, or now we call them the New Pilgrims, who want to come back to their home world after they abandoned it. And so that's the story. And so I've been working with a few creators: uh, Milton Davis of MV Media, uh, Kanisha Williams, uh, Egg Embry, uh, Tony Cade of Challenges Game and Comics, and trying to make this uh, an open anthology where we could all kind of write about uh, experiences that, yeah, that this diaspora of people on both sides could be having. And so uh, we we're already about halfway through a, a comic, uh, and was, uh, the idea was to kind of crowdfund and crowdsource this idea. And then make it a platform that works for storytellers. And that kind of ties into the work that um, we've done with the Subsoon Summit. Uh, so that's something you were a part of last year, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, with the help of Meyer Crown Williams and Chemical Ware and other folks on Sub-Soon, uh at that point, that was like a realization of not only could we do it digitally, but bring it into a physical space. So those are folks that helped kind of build out that platform. That went well, and the idea was to do it again this fall. But we'll, obvi- we'll say we'll obviously, but because of everything going on, we'll obviously be not meeting. Uh, we can't socially uh, be that close anymore, and I don't think it's going to be like that. So that said, the part two to that is to now try to reimagine the Subsum summit kind of as a. As what it was last year, but to do so digitally. And I do so with a little bit more intent to the programs and projects that we make. So that is a long rambling commercial for, uh, yeah, I started another business with uh, with another creator and we don't know how it's going to go, but I think it's, uh, it felt like the right thing, the right time and right thing to do.
1: So, um, I'm curious about this because you said that, um, you have four principals who are a part of this right but you have your project so how does this work like you had the, 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 like the four of you are working together to have a company to like publish and produce these stories but you still are working on your own individual projects or uh, are you collaborating on a project. I mean, like, I don't understand the mechanics of it, basically.
0: No words. No, but I mean, I think you're there. And we're, uh, it's a little <laughs> bit of both. So, short answer is, we all work on our own stuff. But, as we have a project, as we have kind of pitched the project to each other, and then we figure out which project, kind of based on our work and our schedules, that we can all concentrate on. And then we all pitch in and get that one project done. So, Soul Nebula is like the first one. And it's a way for us kind of to internally crowdsource and our creativeness and a little bit of finances to say, okay, let's work on your book right now. All right, we get your book going now. Let's work on your book. And it's a way for us to not have to take all of that weight upon ourselves. Um, nobody owns any piece of, of anybody's work in that sense. So we all get to keep our intellectual uh, intellectual rights. But it's a way for us just to publish and develop and promote ourselves through our career. So it's kind of like a you know a pinky promise pact of group of friends that say, okay, you you've got a book that really needs to come out right now. What do what can we do? What can we leverage to make sure that book comes out? That you don't have to write every single piece of the of the marketing. You don't have to do every part of the coloring. And that way, just the idea like many hands make light work. So like for us, we'd work with, say, like a one through three art with Jason Reeves or um, or Milt with Envy Media to, again, just leverage a small piece of of our relationship and say, hey, can can we ask you to do this? And what could we do in return? So for us as writers where we don't make the art, uh, a lot of times what we do are. You know, our expectation is we'll have a little bit more key into like marketing and to project management and into writing press releases and things like that. A lot of things that artists, that's the last thing they want to do. They want to draw, they want to do their art, they want to get it out. So the thing is, you know, leveraging that uh, relationship as well. So that's a long-winded way to say we do work on individual stuff, but we all promote and push it out under like one brand. So when we go to a printer, we can all print our books at a discount versus, okay, I got to raise funds and I'm going over here to this guy and print, you do yours and you go over there. It's like, why not kind of just consolidate that? So it so it is a, um, it's more of a therapy group than a, uh, a business right now. Cause again, we're all in different spaces and all have projects that we're all trying to get ourselves out of, but it also gives us a, a level of accountability and at least, uh, some level of uh of, of kind of cross check with us to make sure that we get things out but that's the other thing we found out is independence like all of us together can make a book for sure and we've all made books and get it done and at, at the right time but it's getting that next book out why does it take two years for the indie person to make another book because it takes two years to make a book the way that we're doing it so it's the idea of especially with no conventions and things like that where monetarily we're obviously impacted You know, likewise, why not sing in unison? You know, off the same sheet at the same time. That's that's a little bit more harmonious than you get your shot. We all stand back and watch you either make it or fall on your face, and then somebody else comes up and does the same thing. So, in that sense, we're hoping, yeah, together that solidarity will work, and and help us like get the. We're I think we're all we are on the same page in that sense, of uh, of making sure that our voices, one way or another uh kind of get heard and as we build projects out you know that we support each other on those projects so if there is something and i say for example sorghum and spear we're to turn into a television show then our agreement is of course you know allison would be our first choice to be the show writer uh likewise if we have something that needs a uh, professional copy then and it's a contract or a way that we can get it monetized then Robert would be the first choice and first to, to get that. So again, I think it's just cooperative economics at the end of the day, and it's a platform for us to also reach out and help other creatives in that same way.
1: So, um, hmm. So does that mean like you do you work as like a writers like do you have regular meetings scheduled or how how does that work?
0: Right now, we're trying to get a, a regular scheduled meeting, like writing room, like every two weeks, to at least meet in and, and connect from there. But a lot of it, because it's digital, it's it's over Messenger, just checking in and and keeping things set. Uh, because we've done that with Soul Nebula, uh, like the past few months, I think we kind of have a, a good system of it. But I guess between us, core four, because like for example, Allison is a, she's writing. Uh, I mean, she's announced as I can say. She's writing, she got picked up for a television show. And so she's writing 100 episodes of that show right now. So this is not her time to uh, to yeah. be meeting with us biweekly. weekly. But at the same time, she's had the project that she wants us to kind of set up for her. Um, that's going to be her next book. And so, while well, again, that lets her focus on writing her show and living and doing the things she needs to do. But by the time we talk with her next, then the copy for her, um, for a pitch for her book, which is Poe, um, we'll work on that in her stead. And then basically, yeah, kind of start writing copy and getting things set for that and kind of turning that into her and then giving her a chance to, yeah, to navigate that easier in her, in her spare time. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So trying to figure out, trying to figure that part, those parts out, because a lot of it still is predicated on a, a crowdfunding schedule for some things. Mm-hmm. But again, it's kind of going in as a, as a group to work on that, I think makes more sense. Um, and again, gives us a better turnaround to get things set. And I think that's really what we're concentrating on is not only doing it right. Cause I think we're all professional in the sense enough that, you know, we've had projects that get in and out, but at the same time, um, your solidarity and knowing that you're not alone when you hit that button, and so you know we have that. I mean, I think we see that with things like Black, uh, was it Black Indie Comics Distro, which is a, a new another business that came out of uh, the same time frame, and that's Jason Reeves, Andre Owens, and Milton Davis, where they are making a, a subscription service for Black comics that goes directly to the comic book shops. So it's the idea of saying they like Jason Prince, Milton Prince and develops and Andre's professional Hollywood writer. So it's the idea of each of them are doing some piece, but a way to kind of consolidate each of their efforts into one thing. And so I got a chance to help them kind of build that out on a business side. But that's, you know, seeing things like that. I think that's like a that's our survival method, especially as independents is, you um, yeah, we're we're all a lot of, in a lot of sense trying to do the same work, um, so that that collaborative way seems to to work well. And again, um, when we're talking about lost jobs, and you know, I can say like you know everything seems to be going against us. And what doesn't go against us today seems like somebody's thinking up a, a way for it to go against you tomorrow. Um, this just kind of lets us have a little bit of solace that creatively we've got a you know we've got some a support system. And so we didn't see it with Marvel or DC. And like we talked about, all these, we're going to support black creatives. Like by the time we wait for those checks to come, we, we won't be here. Yeah. So, you know, that's if they even exist. You know, they. Um... I mean,
1: that's the thing. That's when I talk. Earlier on, when I mentioned that we talked about how stuff in the geek arena is now being openly talked about, one of the things that openly came out was about, I mean, <laughs> and this was a known secret, the way Marvel and DC operate is exploitative, the way the comics industry at, you know, treats people is exploitative, it's built that way. And <laughs> with Diamond Select, which is what the main distribution, the only distribution hub, that right. didn't they just like spontaneously combust this here? Like
0: Yeah, I mean they <laughs> had uh yeah they had a few issues uh yeah so so Diamond is predominantly the uh the way that your local comic book shop gets comics. So. That's
1: the mainstream. That's the only distributor for all of the mainstream stuff and all the comic book stores buy from them and the only way you could get into their catalog because that was the only comic catalog that existed really um was if you had like a minimum of something like 20,000 30,000 books and if you're an indie creator you can't afford to have that much inventory in hopes that the stores will order it and then also sell it so it was something where you had to pay to play and it kept all the indie people out for the most part. You know, unless you already had your own private bankroll and you were just doing this shit for fun anyway. Like, you're, it wasn't a business and you weren't surviving on it. So, like... It, this was something that that has needed to happen. Um, and that has been one of the interesting side effects of COVID-19. Is that it really pulled the veneer away of how close to the line everybody was like how much everyone's actually struggling how everyone is really like robbing peter to pay paul in all kinds of ways and how if you didn't come into this already financed you weren't going to be a come-up story you weren't going to be a bootstrap story you were just somebody just throwing money in and hoping for the best regardless of how well you planned for it. Everything was designed so that you were going to fail.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's like a lot of that stuff. And to your point, and I, I completely agree that, you know, Hollywood and the entertainment industry, I mean, it, we see it all, all the time that it is exploitative. And like by the time you hear about somebody and it's the same thing you hear over and over, like it takes you 10 years. It's, you know, to be an overnight success. So it's like your point of that is pay to play. You got to just keep on, keep on, keep on. And maybe, just maybe, you can scrape by and, and be the bottom of the totem pole. Um, So with Diamond in particular, uh, that just, with, with so many of their, the, the core people that they utilize, which was your independent comic shops, you know, who, you know, if we look at, say, like a Tony Cade with challenges or, uh, or Jamie Jones with um, infinite, all, infinite realities you know they're having to i mean essentially gamble like uh you know a, a finite amount of money to put to get books in and then we're talking about the special books that you have to order 500 of this book to get the one book that we know that you can sell and so and it's a it's a sludge of you know it's a it's a, it's a finite five percent of books that somebody would get in their car and say i want to go and get it when um you know and they have to support all this space on top of games on top of all these other things which again are also distributed through diamond so the problem being is like you said once a lot of this stuff hit i mean a lot of the a lot of this was exposed uh you know basically how close to the vest that even diamond was playing it because again once a handful, i mean there's not that many independent comic book shops to start off with you know most of those were you know or just now maybe bouncing back from the the box store, Barnes and Nobles and things like that, you know, infiltrating their space with custom collectibles and things like that. Best Buy, you can go buy toys now. So it's kind of the idea of, you know, corporately they were, they were just now turning a corner, but Diamond in that sense, you know, they, they couldn't, they can't bully a Barnes and Noble, but they can bully, you know, us as Mm independents. And so the thing was, you know, once that system broke down, they broke all the way down because they were the that was the only thing you could do was to rely on your local comic book shop who was trying to just, you know, provide. And as independents, you know, we're literally knocking on the door or showing up with our books in a book bag saying, hey, what I you know shipments? you spent... Exactly, I know you spent your life savings on, on this Tuesday shipment. And, you know, space is, is extremely competitive. But can I put my Sorghum and Spirit next to your Spider-Man? And they're like, bro, I got to sell 500D Spider-Man just to get to the one Spider-Man I got. And again, I mean, and, and to both those stores' credits, they do actively come out and and look for and pay and support uh, independent comics, but um, but that's hard on them because it's just like any store, you know, shelf space is limited, and it is literally out of sight, out of mind because for that for that particular business, it's it's not looking on nobody's looking online at your store as much as the experience to come in in a shop.
1: Right, and people really don't understand who aren't in like the on the creation side, the sales side, the marketing side of comic book distribution that you know, the comic book stores have to pay up front for what they have. Like they, they don't it this they don't get it on credit. It's not in the store mm-hmm. and they can return back all the stuff they don't sell. They they have to kind of figure out what they think they can sell. And like you said, if they're holding certain titles hostage unless <laughs> you that buy, is, it is. A certain amount of this other book that nobody's talking about no one cares about then you know that puts you in a really really crappy spot and yeah it's i mean it's rough but
0: again it's rough and it's a it's, it's exploitative yeah. and i mean in the same thing for our friends that write novels and yep. you know self-published books you you i mean it's if it's it's if it's not diming, it's it's still uh, it's still a buyer's market that does that, and still has the same stereotypes about who they think should be on the on the uh, on your bookends. Mm-hmm. And is political. It's uh, you know you you run into the same persecutions I mean, that you you would in, in any of those other industries, unfortunately.
1: It's really just a, 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 everything is a closed circle of people who gatekeep these spaces and decide what they think is worthy and what they think isn't and you just run into that circle just it's recreated all over the place and um the the people who who most desperately want to be in the circle are the ones who can't afford not to be in the circle you know what I mean <laughs> the circle is made mm-hmm. up of people who are they don't even really trying to do this like this is just it's something that's most a lot of times it's kind of handed to them in a lot of ways um it's really interesting like when you think about it and it's something that you see like everyone it it, this is a self-perpetuating thing and i see it in just about any area that i have kind of frequented and you know joined in with people it happens in cosplay cosplay became this you know they started making clubs and it would be a whole bunch of people who initially just hung out with each other because they liked each other but then they decided they were going to be a club and then the club was running for so long that people were like I want to hang out with y'all and they actually started having membership drives like they started being like you have to apply to be a member you know you have to do something special for us to notice you like (laughs) and the only reason why that became that way was because it had just been there long enough and enough people were talking about it and it's just you just watch people trade off to try to get into positions of power in their areas that they care about so that they can then determine who's allowed it and who isn't and It's a very difficult mindset to break, like I find myself doing it, and I talk about against it all the time
0: yeah, so. but to your point it's uh it's just kind of ingrained in our society that that's how how it works. And, I mean, a lot of that stuff is, you know, is getting challenged now, but at the same time, how much of it would truly change you know, if if and when hopefully we get a vaccine to all this stuff. Like you said, I think we, you know, we're getting a, a start look at who we truly are. And I say that, you know, as Americans, and I mean, also like as a global citizen, like the world really, not that people didn't know how America is, you know, but this is, this is, uh, this is rare form, what we're seeing right now. Like the idea that Wearing a mask is a political statement. Like that's that's asinine. Like that, that makes zero sense. why somebody would think like they're um, that it's a it's a it's a civil rights issue about wearing a mask. Uh, but you know, but here we are. You know, four million people <laughs> later, that we don't we we, would, we don't even have the the self preservation as a as a species to understand like you know basic uh, biology. And, uh, and things like that. It's So, it's, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: It's the, it's the prioritizing the individual over the community, and that is a very, you know, white supremacist, patriarchal capitalist trait. Our convenience is mo- more important than the well-being of all of those around us. I mean, that's straight-up bootstrap theory 101, you know? You take care of yourself, you do whatever you have to do, and everybody else needs to be able to do what they have to do to get you know to where you are where you're trying to be we don't help each other and that's your 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 subsumed collaborative what do you what, how how do i refer to it
0: uh, no, it's just, just called it Subsum media for now so yeah, just as, as a simple name yeah
1: that is you trying to utilize you know the whole idea of community because we are stronger as a community i mean it's a very human Thing. We would not survive as a species without community, and yet, in America, has promoted this idea of nope. It's about you, 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 you be the best, you do the best, and fuck everybody else. And we're watching this. We're watching people who work in healthcare refusing to wear masks on their errands, and even leaving their state to go grocery shopping somewhere where they don't have to wear a mask. But in their professional setting, they're promoting mask use. Like how And the lies like the one thing you cannot walk away from this and not realize is just how often and frequently we lie to each other and ourselves about who we are and what we do. Like there's no hiding it now. That it, well, you weren't hiding it before but you know we are raised to be polite you know oh I'm gonna lie because it'll make them feel good it's, it's more polite to just kind of fudge things a little bit I mean we won't call it lying we just, we're just fudging it a little bit no you lying all y'all liars you lie all the time That's all you do you lie so much that when you hear the truth that hurts your feelings all the time you don't even want to talk about it like you don't know you know what truth is and you beat it out of people literally like it's unbelievable I I tell this story all the time I had the job I was I overslept because I was really tired I turned off my alarm and went back to sleep when I finally went into the office I was like this is only like a half hour but I was late my boss was like why are you late and I was like I, I, I overslept I turned off my alarm and she looked at me and she was like you didn't have like a flat tire or there wasn't traffic I was like no no I turned off my alarm because I was tired I slept longer and she's like but you know there was your power went out, your alarm didn't go off, and I'm like, I, what? I told you <laughs> what happened. Why are you making me lie? Like yeah. we can move past this, but the, it, she was trying to condition me into lying about shit. It's unbelievable. So it, that's our norm, and now that it's been kind of pulled back, it's it's. I mean, it's horrible. Again, I stopped looking. I now look in the mirror and put on makeup. That's what I do. I don't look at the world no more. <laughs> it's just bad.
0: You know, and and you know, on on brand for you, we are absolutely. You know, we're breaking normal as this life goes. <laughs> I mean, because again, we don't work. We don't work in those same spaces and places anymore. We don't. Uh, we don't consume our entertainment in the same ways anymore. Like, you know, we're we're on a, a cosmic shift for the way that all this stuff goes. So, us kind of talking in, in summation about you know, how we've changed, maybe the ways that we try to approach ourselves creatively. Uh, I'd like to take the, the last couple of minutes of, you know, from these pivots, you know, what direction are we decide <laughs> straight down or, you know, into <laughs> a... <laughs> I was going to say, what direction? I'm like, there's no way but down from here, but... To keep it optimistic and uh, and on the creative tip, so let's uh, lie. You know, All we, right, <laughs> yeah. So let, let, let's let's end the show with a nice, polite lie, right? <laughs> <It's> like, okay, <laughs> what? No. What? 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 Um, no. <laughs> uh, fair enough. No, we're so to predicate this. What? Um, what direction are we heading as creators? You know, now that we we kind of acknowledge we've had a pivot or a, a change in the way that we've approached our art where where does this now put you um navigating towards um mm -hmm.
1: one of the things that is a part of my life but has not necessarily been a major part of my work like i talk about body positive stuff all the time i talk about appreciating my body you know my physicality and stuff and one of the things that i've kind of started doing a bit more is openly appreciating my physicality openly appreciating the things about myself that i think are fun and beautiful and you know the ways that i move and so forth and it's a it's an interesting space to be in because you know as a as a woman a lot of my physicality is sexualized without my consent my consent it's just i like i have no say over it so even when i'm dressing up to for fun there are certain i mean it can be literally if you see my back That shit will be sexualized by somebody. You see the small of my back. It'll be sexualized by somebody. You see anything on my chest sexualized by somebody. I outline my lips a certain way. It's sexualized by somebody. You know what I mean? So, like, there's just... I have no control over that. And so, a part of me is, like, I've backed away from it a lot because I don't want to deal with... I mean, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much for me for people to pop up in my DMs and send me pictures of stuff I never asked to see and make propositions. I actually literally just had a proposition from a guy today. He was like, I would like for you to be my muse. What does that mean? Um, That means that for my book that you would need to masturbate in front of me. And I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I-, I wish I were making this up, you know, so I could see how long it takes for you to orgasm and how it looks, and then I could use it in my writing.
0: I don't have any words. To... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, there's some, and again, this is just some random person.
1: Some random person who saw a picture, oh. and that's what they approached me with Mm. and so you don't have to do anything (laughs) Uh. you just gotta be a woman in a public space and you get weird stuff thrown at you hyper sexualized stuff thrown at you all day long all the time and so if i don't talk about it then it kind of makes people less likely to but It's also denying me my physical autonomy to not actually talk about it. So I'm probably going to be engaging in a little bit more of that and kind of taking more ownership of that, you know, not just in a defensive way, but in a a self-appreciative way. So um, that's going to be a part of my self-care. I believe, and just, and it's going to become a part of the products or whatever kind of art and stuff. Like, it's always been there. Like, I make a point of, if I'm getting stickers done or whatever, I'm like, it's got to be my body type. It has to be my size. You have to make it bigger. It has to, it has to have a belly. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) make it look like me. That's always been a part of it, but now I'm just, I'm probably just going to bump it up a notch and see how I feel about it. So it's an area where I'm kind of experimenting.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and to that point, for me, like I, I think the direction is the to try to look at, kind of steward, steward a steward a ship of, of fellow creatives, and not just in the way that I want to go, but in in a way that would be beneficial for for the for the greater good. So I, I try to make projects that, you know, I can collaborate. Uh, whether or not I finish them, that's something I still have to work on. But uh, I want to make sure that, um, you know, in that sense that I'm trying to take inventory of of how can I best be a um, be an asset to others. And I mean, but the thing with that is I have to be careful because I didn't do this the last time I tried something like this. Is I have to I have to take care of myself first. And like that even sounds weird saying that because that goes against my complete nature. Like I, I'm I'm more of I, you can have everything I got, I'll be okay. But, like, these are not okay times, and I've not been okay. And I'm um, trying to acknowledge and trying to understand that a little bit better. Um, that's, that's like, the big like, – I'm hoping that's the big win that comes out Roofed. of this. Right, right, right. Roofed. Yeah, so, <laughs> so now, you know, I'm used to just taking on the way to the world and saying it's on me, and I'll take it. But now my thing is, okay, let me – let me find a way that this actually works for me first, and then I can help others. You know, and, somebody, and it's the same parable of back when we used to fly on airplanes, you know, it's like, you know, when you're, you got to put the ma- put your mask on first before you can help somebody else. So I'm trying to really be cognizant of that. Um, though, I mean, there's, there's definitely more that I need to still sort out. I think it's one of the first things is like you're trying to acknowledge it, you know, as, as something you got to do. So the idea of, of self care is something that I hate to say in all these years is going to be a first for me because my thing is I think, I, think I, I I very much enjoy and again it's it's whether or not it's just that you know what is that is it dopamine that we get a shot of uh, serotonin yeah. serotonin there you go thank you see again biology and is important uh, serotonin is that you get when you help somebody else out of something oh yeah but we it's like a, being but it's, martyrs yeah you know so it's the idea of of uh, yeah, uh, that it's okay. The the it's not going to go any further than um, than I'm able to walk on my own two feet. So that's that's really where I want to do it. And you know, having like a, some more focus and some and a little bit better support going forward, I feel like that's um, that's the direction I, I got put in. So I'm um, thankful people trust me enough to do that. Um, and then at the same time. Like the I guess the level of people that are that um have kind of want to collaborate kind of affirms that maybe this this feels more right than we'll see, right? Like hey, you know it's not us all kind of stuck uh stuck in that foxhole like okay we have no other choice but to but to say okay we can all kind of work together and and try to figure our, our own ways to to you know take care of ourselves you know mutually and collectively. I mean it feels like something that's sustainable. So I think that kind of feels like there's a future to it where I don't feel like that about a lot of other things right now.
1: I feel like you're trying to you hope that that group will help keep you in check a little bit, which
0: you need. Yeah, I've been to say I need. I fine. I do need that. You need. I do cuz I will run off and, and make something else. Uh, oh. if I if left under supervise I'll start another project yeah. and and run myself right back into that same wall. And uh, you know, so to that if I feel like yes, that is definitely a uh a thing for me. I love to make stuff and I can make stuff. And that's a problem, is I can make stuff. And so I you talk to me tomorrow, it'd be something else. So I think this year now is uh, is definitely some accountability. Um keep and, it and focused. And focus. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on one thing. And uh yeah. You know it's... it's the one thing that I like, so I'll take it.
1: It's fascinating that you even say that because I think about the fiction that I've worked on and how left to my own devices I don't write shit or I'll start and not go real (laughs) far. But when I was doing it for somebody else and I was doing it for um kamikaze, like I spit that shit out in like a month. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
1: and I mean that is learning how to write the script, writing the script getting the panels and learning how to to do that Mm -hmm. shit, and i just i got it done and so i'm i'm sitting here like do i want to like write for other people's worlds with some hard deadlines or do i mean because i'm obviously not able to get myself to do it (laughs) maybe i need to do that but i also like to just write what i want to write so it, it there had to be some real like some boundaries set where I'm like, what is it that I can do? What am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? Okay, cool. I can do whatever I want in those boundaries and boom. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to think if that's something I want to do, if only to kind of get my weight up in the fiction side. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. But, you know, again, this year this is a bad year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I need space for myself also, and I can't be putting these demands of constant productivity on me right now, because it's not working. It's just not. So, yeah. I'll, th- I'll keep that in mind once, well, you know, I actually really firmly adjust to this pandemic, and uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. So to that, I mean, I think that that makes sense because we are, yeah, we're stuck with this one way or the other. So yeah. I mean, all yeah, this uh is not going anywhere. But at least I feel like in, in this show is is definitely uh yet another iteration of I think some good points as, as we try to figure out like how to navigate this madness. That at least you know we can see that you know, there is more than one way through this stuff. But at the same time, um, you know, if we're obviously not alone in the way that you know, we all acknowledge that, you know, th- this is like unprecedented, right? This is nobody's got the answer to this, no matter you know, how brave a face they may share or show that there there is no, you know, there's no limit, even with money. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I think if there is anything good to say about COVID, is like it came for everybody at once. It, it, it didn't um it didn't get to poor people first. It didn't get to black people first. Well, no, it didn't. It didn't get to... Well, I would say. Uh, See, you're making ahead. this I,
1: dark. I, we were in a good
0: space. We were in a light. And we were I was there. going to the light. No, we were there. you were starting
1: to lie.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> you we're, we're not. Let me, you were let me starting to it. lie. You're no let me the finish line. the point let me finish and when then you, you can then you can claim you know, the lie or, of
1: all of the data everything is showing that the people who have suffered the most during this has been poor black people like right. you were going right I agree to, to that. a lie
0: no let me finish <laughs> it didn't this, come for point. everybody
1: equally that's
0: well, why Alpharetta
1: Alpharetta was still going outside being like we going drink beer in the lawn with strangers
0: oh that's, oh, that's Alpharetta that's I'm, different But because uh, it's white people <laughs> it's, Right. So the thing being, um, when With I say money. it came for, every, well, I'm saying it came for everybody at once. It it wasn't insular in saying like we're only going to stay in one community. Okay. That's what I was trying to get to. Well, that's like, it not came what you for, were saying. Okay. Well, let me make sure <laughs> to clarify as we go. We finish off on the ha- go back to the happy place we were at. I was saying like at least when when we learned about COVID, we learned about it as humanity, not as Hey, what's going on on that side of town um the thing being that we all have to figure out our way because of it Mm -hmm. it's like there's not it's not not affecting somebody that's that's where we want to go so we're all affected by it so we are all having to transition and pivot what we're doing not only professionally and and emotionally but creatively you know for the people you know that are, are trying to make. So the idea was that you are not alone in this sense, and there's more than one way for you to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> alright. <laughs> alright, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that, y'all. Thank y'all for alright. We appreciate y'all for listening to our show. I'm going to get out of here while I can. Thank you to Daniel need. <laughs> with Tyler Kel and we appreciate y'all for being a part (laughs) of we got jazz hands I'm really going now so we done All right, thank y'all for uh, checking out new Wakanda y'all be good peace have a good
1: one